Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. Welcome to our first episode of the Wanderlust podcast, a segment of Delocalite podcast. Here with me I have a very special guest, Janet from uh, Bangalore and she's got something big coming up end of this year. What is it, Janet? So I will be going on a walk from the um, the point in Kerala, the furthermost point in Kerala. Uh-huh. All the way down to Kanyakumari, but I would be only walking on the shore. So it's a 750-kilometer shore walk. Okay. Uh, so Janet, before we talk more about the walk, uh, tell us something about yourself. What do you do for a living, and uh, what are some of your uh, passions and uh, interests in life? So I'm an experiential education facilitator. I design experiences in which people learn life skills as well as life lessons out of, and that is basically my bread and butter. Besides that, I'm also an artist. a spoken word poet mm-hmm. a writer a performer as well as a naturalist i have been working in wildlife for many years now of all the things that you could do uh, cycling jogging swimming running why did you choose walking well i can't cycle i mm-hmm. i hate jogging you can't cycle i know how to cycle but i'm really not interested in it so i would say i can't cycle mm-hmm. um i jogging is one of the worst things on your knees mm-hmm. so no thank you to that Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just learning to swim so if I try to swim from uh, the you know like the tip of Kerala all the way to Kanyakumari I would drown mm-hmm. within the first 100 meters okay and well walking is something that I love doing and for me it gives me an opportunity also to stop and look at things mm-hmm. um to be a part of the journey and not necessarily let the journey be my entire I don't want uh-huh. to make my end goal my focus You so, said uh, jogging. Jogging is uh, weak for is bad on your knees. Uh, but do you have any nephews, or you have only knees? <laughs> uh, I don't have either. Thank you. Of all the places that you could have chosen, you chose Badapadi to Kanyakumari. Why these two destinations? So Badapadi is the mm-hmm. northernmost point of Kerala on the shoreline. Uh-huh. So it's very close to Ma- Mangalore. So you'll find a beach that's very close to Mangalore, right? Just co- crossing uh, Kerala. So I p- chose the northernmost point of Kerala, mm-hmm. and I wanted to walk all the way down to Kanyakumari because it's the furthest tip. This entire shoreline is very different from the other side, uh-huh. um, basically because it's not as rocky. The shelves aren't as deep, so it doesn't, uh, you know, cut and go down. So it's possible mm-hmm. for you to gently ascend, uh, you know, move into the sea. and not just fall off when you put two steps into the ocean uh-huh. <laughs> so i've always wanted to explore this side but i've never had an opportunity to while i'm constantly exploring um, beaches around goa i've explored quite a lot of the ocean around uh, tamil nadu and so on so i have an idea of what these areas are like but i thought if i want to explore this side what is the best i can mm-hmm. make use of while i do this so you're more of a beach person and not much of a mountain person I can't choose between both. If I stay in the mountains for too long, I say I crave the beach. If I stay in the beach for too long, I want the mountains. Oh, interesting. <laughs> the grass is always greener on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there a team involved uh, working alongside with you, or is this a complete solo project that you are doing? It is a solo walk. So, mm-hmm. it is one person who is walking down this entire um, shoreline, but there is definitely a team backing me when I do so. So, mm-hmm. I will have a backup team. Uh, which consists of a driver it will also consists of a botanist uh, who will be taking in climatic uh, interpretations through the entire way i'll also have somebody else who's a wilderness survival expert 
mm-hmm. who will also be joining us. So we also have videographers on board. We'll also have photographers on board. At the same mm-hmm. time, I'll also have a team of video editors, social media marketers, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to focus on the rest of this. How do I give my best when I'm doing one job? So I'd rather play my job, my role to the fullest instead of try to attempt all of these things. Over the past years, you've been traveling to uh, different parts of the country, doing many adventurous things. For example, Bhutan, Himalayas, etc. It's not a part of the country. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's close to our country. And uh, any thoughts? Uh, would you like to share something from those uh, trips? Something interesting? The highlights? Okay, so yes, there is one thing I can definitely say. One is that it does not require a lot of money for people to travel. As much as they worry that it would cost... Uh, it is, I think, very easily I would spend on a whole month's trip the same amount that I would spend on renting a house and uh, the food and everything else for a month in the city. So I would probably use the same amount of money I would t- take to travel to a place and come back as well. So living outside or traveling, it really only depends on the amount of time you have to spare and uh, what kind of travel quality would you like when you travel. And not as much as, you know, I don't have the money, I can't travel. Because it really depends on what you want to do at the end of the day. So go mm-hmm. ahead. If you're really interested in traveling, go ahead. Find how you want to travel, what you want to do, and figure out a way to make it happen. Mm-hmm. But you're not just a traveler. You're also a poet and a writer, a very successful poet, traveling <laughs> across the country, performing at different venues. So how do you balance these two sides of your life? You're a traveler and also a poet. So how is that going for you? Okay, so if I'm called to Delhi um, to perform or to take a workshop in Delhi on writing, I would go to Delhi Mm -hmm. and I would explore the entire city Mm -hmm. while I take some time off to also work on the workshop and deliver the workshop. Uh So it it sort of combines my love for travel, my love for exploration at the same time when I want to uh, also take a workshop. So I try to basically schedule my time in such a way that I'm able to cover both. At the same time, you can also, uh, you know, fund yourself by getting, if I, when I'm getting paid for the workshop, I use that mm-hmm. money to extend my trip mm-hmm. either longer or how, how do I go from Delhi to maybe Uttarakhand, maybe somewhere else mm-hmm. from that region. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm able to make my trips longer. So I'm able to balance out both. So you like tripping and writing? Yes. I like uh, tripping while writing. <laughs> That's excellent. And um, one of the major concerns as a woman that you should be having in your mind is safety, as especially as you take this long walk across Kerala. What about the creepy men that you're going to encounter along the way, the climatic conditions, the insects, the animals, and um, so many other things that can go wrong? How are you planning to you know, uh, work on your strategy for safety? So how many things can go wrong in a city? Not many in a city, but uh, a lot of things can go wrong outside a city. But how much can go wrong in a city? What are the things that you think may go wrong in a city? If By, city, by the time you go, are, go from uh, here to work, uh, how break, many Vehicle go breakdowns, or we may get lost, or our phone batteries may die, Okay. Uh, we may run out of fuel, Okay. and uh, we may forget our wallet, uh, have no money. Okay. Um, so a lot of things can go wrong even in the city okay so for me it is a little different when I'm traveling down inside the city it's not just all of those factors but also the volume of creepy men I deal on a <laughs> daily basis in the city is much much higher than I would ever experience in a space like that and um, when I first started moving into wildlife there's one advice my mother has always given me mm-hmm. she told me that um, you know whenever people looked at 
uh, me doing whatever in the forest people mm-hmm. would ask her the same thing like what what about the safety of this girl like she's 13 she's 14 years old she's mm-hmm. going into the forest what about the animals what's going to happen to her and my mother's mm-hmm. always told them that it's safer in the forest than it is outside like uh-huh. <laughs> what are the animals really going to do <laughs> correct uh, and i haven't had much of an incidents in the forest as much as i have in the city on a day to day basis and i've learned to deal with this uh, on a day to day basis and i can't let the fear control what i do at the end of the day i still mm-hmm. have to go out and do Mm-hmm. while i take the risk to mi- to mitigate whatever happens mm-hmm. that's a very uh, interesting perspective there is more uh, danger from uh, creepy men in the city than outside is that what you're uh, saying no it's just the volume of creepy men in the city is much higher than what you'd meet outside because the volume uh-huh. of people outside <laughs> is generally lower so that is about safety but what about uh, food and uh, your travel and your clothing how are you going to manage all that so clothes i have you know i can wear it uh-huh. <laughs> and go then i find fresh water i'll wash okay and when i don't i'll wear it <laughs> until i find that's, fresh uh, water that's pretty wash. simple it's not that hard uh food, food. Uh, there are there will be certain constraints uh, mm-hmm. to food itself i can only carry about 2 to 3 days ra- ration after mm-hmm. which i'll be meeting the backup vehicle which will be uh-huh. picking up food on the way Uh, and i don't mean they're going to pick up hot hot freshly prepared food uh-huh. they'll be picking up ration for me so that it lasts for the next couple of days that i hope okay okay so i'm able to pick up enough until the next meet up point and then so that i, do, I don't carry anything extra i also don't carry too less mm-hmm. but it meets both so there are multiple villages on the way that you can pick up ration we will be con- constantly cro- crossing villages You mentioned that you would have a support team but they, it's not like they're just going to be a few feet away they are going to be on road but you're going to be on a completely different terrain on a different path and there will be instances along the trip where the distance between the support crew and you is going to be more than 3 kilometers and the next time you see them maybe 2 or 3 days so how are you going to manage in those gaps when it comes to food clothing shelter first of all thank god <laughs> i won't see them for 3 days straight Okay. Uh secondly um it is okay so like I said mm-hmm. I'll be carrying enough ration for those days those days will be prepared for uh mm-hmm. and we are using Google Maps currently to figure out our route we'll also be doing a recce to figure out our route at the same time mm-hmm. uh so there will be points in which there will be points in which we will be picking up enough ration for to last those days and uh-huh. otherwise I will be sleeping um under tents or under hammocks throughout the entire say Uh, during the entire walk so either which way besides the human connection what is the biggest difference mm-hmm. and uh, looking at it from a broader perspective india as a nation indians uh, there's an emergence in this trend of traveling i see a lot of indians traveling to different parts of the country also across the globe do you as an individual see this as an emerging trend what are your comments on this I think it is very very important that people not just Indians I think it's very important for people to go out and travel because that's how they get exposed to different realities of different people mm-hmm. and they also get to explore various perspectives of different people and come mm-hmm. back with newer ways to explore the same ideas the mm-hmm. same ideologies that they may have uh-huh. um so I really think it's important to for people to travel but at the same time I also believe in responsible travel Mm-hmm. where you are not going there to take your world to the people but you're mm-hmm. also there to explore their world mm-hmm. you know uh, so that is one way of being responsible the second thing about being responsible is also about trying to mitigate uh, your own impact where you go so the only mm-hmm. thing you really leave behind are the memories and your footprints
I kind of understand that the walk is to do with perspectives. The earth over there is different. There's a whole world there in terms of culture, history, people and community. Tell us something more about that, especially the path along Bhattapadi and uh, Kanyakumari. Their lifestyle is definitely much uh, different from ours as city folk, but that's that is a phenomenon that you would normally see amongst uh, any community which is not a city community where they usually work uh only for a part of the day not not as much as the city folk and they have more time for themselves which is very very important to the community itself uh so that is one the second thing is i've also seen uh how the shoreline itself i mean the soil is definitely different on the shore one of the challenges it gives is that it's harder for me to peg a tent into that soil because it doesn't hold that uh hold the pegs down so in case of heavy winds that's going to be a major problem and uh, that's it's been absolutely amazing listen listening to your um, story of the walk but uh, why are you doing this what is your purpose and what are you trying to accomplish as an individual so i have a couple of reasons why i'm doing it the first thing is this i have a back injury mm-hmm. and it's a mild disc prolapse but when i went down to uh, you know to the doctors a while ago Uh, the doctor looks at me and he says are you interested in hiking are you interested in doing all of these things and i said yes so he said well you've got to stop because you got a bad injury so right now what you've got to do is to walk i looked at him and said cool okay. so here i am walking <laughs> now the second thing is this um a lot of women constantly meet me and they keep looking in wonder about what i do for me this is existence traveling meeting people traveling solo is nothing but existence it's a part of my life mm-hmm. it's nothing fantastic but for a lot of these women they think it is something which is amazing because they want to do it but they put their own limitations against themselves which hold them back so they constantly ask me how can i do this how can i do this now i want to do something which is a little more out of the box a little more extreme in that sense because I sure when I when they look at people who are backpacking when they look at uh, me backpacking they look at it and say okay you know that's possible but how much can you can you really do so I I thought maybe I should do something a little more extreme to see the possibilities of something which they can't imagine a woman doing solo as a walk so that is one and also the third thing is I been wanting to in, invite people into looking at other perspectives So this is my way of inviting them especially look at it from the perspective of what is happening to the environment what how is it affecting people's lives how is it affecting people how is the tourism affecting people how is the environment currently affecting the tourists who are coming there various people around the way uh, various landscapes around the way and i wanted to show the people in the city these stories that we can pick up from these areas that's great that's a great purpose to uh, rally around and as listeners um something as big as this requires a lot of support you require a lot of support but can we be a little more specific on what support are you looking for from our listeners and people around you man if there's the biggest support that i can ask from listeners is two things and we are starting out our journey so one we are obviously looking for monetary support uh, if you are able to give us some form of monetary support that will be brilliant but second and more importantly from you guys without the listeners li- uh, watching what we're going to do and listening to the stories and being a part of our own story we can't make this happen so we want people to tune in and check it out as it happens so there you have it folks janet who is going to be taking this walkathon in the month of 
october now november most probably and uh, please follow her on facebook instagram youtube linkedin we will give you the links uh, down below in the description and ensure that uh, you convey your support and uh, she is able to completely finish this and hopefully we can have another episode after the uh, walkathon and discuss more on your experiences and your learnings and that would be a great uh, information to share so in conclusion if you can't run at least crawl if you can't crawl at least walk but always make sure that you're moving forward in life so good night good evening good afternoon good morning see you all on another episode of the wanderlust podcast